0: Hey, hey, Playful Mompreneurs, it's Shelly here and it's so exciting to be recording another episode of the Playful Mompreneur podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be reflecting on my interview with Lynn Haseman, which you will find in not the previous episode, but the episode before that. So it's episode eight that you'll find my interview with Lynn. And in episode nine, Lynn gives us a beautiful monetization on your blog lesson. And now in this episode, I'm going to be reflecting on my interview with Lynn And after doing that interview with Lynn, and I've also interviewed a number of other playful entrepreneurs on this journey that I'm researching for my book and doing this podcast, I am realizing that it is time for us to rewrite the rules of business. And I'm talking about the rules of big business and corporate institutions that a lot of us might have been used to. And I'm also thinking about the hustle mentality of like the startup world, the sort of Silicon Valley stereotypical startup, if we can think of it like that, that hustle mentality that you s- says you need to be spending 16 hour days and really like pouring your heart and soul into a business. And yes, I'm even talking about some of the rules within the small business and indie entrepreneur world that are just not vibing with you and your what I'm starting to call your mom-infused life. You know, I think being a mom infuses everything that we do in our lives and it will infuse our business. And I think it's time for us to rewrite those rules to ditch some of those shoulds that come up. So, If you're with me, then stick around because in this episode I'm going to, as I say, reflect on Lynn's interview, but it really got me all fired up about how we mom business owners have a unique opportunity to blaze a new trail. And as I say, it's a trend I'm starting to see with the other successful mompreneurs that I've interviewed so far. So keep listening and let's start changing those rules, playful mompreneurs. Do you want to find joy in being both a parent and a business owner? Then come and play with us here at the Playful Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, and I'm on a mission to help moms to start and grow their own businesses In a way that's as simple and as fun as child's play. Join me as I talk about things like playful productivity, tools and tech, and building a special kind of business. A business that supports your desire to be a fully present parent and to have the time and space to truly connect with your kids. You'll also hear from other mompreneurs and some dadpreneurs who are rocking this double gig of parenting and business ownership, with some of them even throwing homeschooling into the mix. Get the inside track on both their struggles and what's working for them, and then use that as inspiration for building your playful business. You ready? Let's play. So... We've got a few things, five things that I want to talk about is, first of all, simplifying and recognizing the need to simplify in your business. Ideally, you want to start simple, but Lynn sort of started a little bit more complicated and then realized that she could simplify things. Sometimes we do have to learn these things the hard way, but simplicity and simplification and simplifying. Let's see how many ways I can say simple. (laughs) So that's the first thing, simplicity in your business. Number two is coming up with a proof of concept. And I'm seeing that your proof of concept does not equal your proof of worth as a person. And again, this is bringing home to me the idea of minimum viable product or minimum viable offer. And you'll see that that comes up in Rowena's episode, which is episode four and five. My reflections are in episode five. Number three, managing your flow, your energetic flow. Understanding when your energy is sapped and when it's time to rest so that you don't quit, that you don't have to quit. And Lynn talks about calling calling it quits like but that's for the day. And I want to talk a little bit more about knowing when is that that time and honoring your energy and your energetic flow. Knowing that you can't be in production mode all the time. And then point number 4 that I want to pick up is on productivity and priorities and Also, again, knowing when it's time to stop being so productive all the time. And sometimes the worst thing for productivity is to just continue keeping on keeping on and adding more things to the to-do list. And then point number five is that you are capable of starting a business. If you haven't started a business already, you are capable of growing that business. You are capable and you are within your rights to grow that business in exactly the way you want to it doesn't have to look like all the other entrepreneurs out there and I just want to end with that point of encouragement that point of you claiming your power and knowing that you are in a community of other mompreneurs who are here cheering you on and supporting you so that's what we got coming up in this episode of The Playful Mompreneur. Right, so takeaway number 1 was on keeping it simple. So Lynn shared how she started her business as an on- online store. So this was after she was doing bookkeeping That's something that she kind of like fell into. But when she started her business Kaboki, it started off as an online store and she was selling baby goods and beautiful baby clothes and that sort of thing. But she realized eventually that that business model was very hard, especially as a solopreneur that she, as she says, an online store never closes. And so she then realized that she actually really loved blogging and she needed to do a lot of content marketing and search engine optimization, sort of taking the keywords and incorporating that into her website. And she'd done a lot of work in this blogging space. And that's when she realized that she actually could just do blogging As a business. And she then didn't need to worry about all of the things that she realized were getting her down in the online store. All of the things that sort of started off fun, but eventually were so complicated and complex and were not giving her the flexibility and the lifestyle that she actually wanted when she started her business in the first place. So she simplified. She found the part of her business that she loved. And not only that, that was profitable, that she could actually leverage and earn an income through the blogging alone. And what's interesting is sometimes moms will go in the opposite way, that they will start a blog and then realize that they can add on a product suite to that. So I'm not necessarily saying that having an online store is the wrong thing to do, but what I am saying is look for the simple, look for the the root of, of sort of least resistance, the root that is also going to give you that lifestyle that you are desiring. And keeping it simple is always best. And it sounds so simple to say it, but it's not. We know this. The simple route is often the most sophisticated and the most difficult one to follow, So it takes a bit of introspection, it takes a lot of your self-awareness, awareness of your customers and your market and your audience to find the simplest route. But I encourage you, and I'm also talking to myself here, is to find that simplest route. That route also that combines what you love, what is profitable and what is easiest, what just kind of flows. So my question for you and a question that I'm going to ponder here now as well is, where are you making things more complicated than they need to be? And where could you possibly simplify? And I've been listening to a podcast recently uh, where they were talking about just using post-it notes because I think sometimes we get a little bit too complicated in our use of tech tools and all fancy apps. There's an app for that. So simplifying it down to post notes and pen and paper. So that's something I heard on the Being Boss podcast with Emily Thompson, and I'll leave a link to that podcast in the show notes as well. But I hope you can see that my point is to simplify where possible. Ideally, start simply in your business. Start with the simplest way to market, the simplest way to solve your people's problems. But often that does take iteration, that does take reflection. It does take time to find the simplest way and sometimes you only realize that a lot later on. So if you're starting to see things are getting complicated, it's not at all too late to just pull it back and start simplifying. So now talking about simplifying, I want to move on to takeaway number two for me from Lynn's interview. And she talked about how when she wanted to move into this blogging space and to build a business as a blog, she really felt she had to prove that this was a viable business model and that it wasn't some scam or something like that. And so she shares of how she stayed up till the wee hours of the, the morning Working on her blog, proving that this would really work. And I can relate to this as well. I have seen those wee hours of the morning many a time since I've had kids. That has not been the case because if, if I have seen the wee hours of the morning, it's been because I've been up with, with kids. But it's something that I've had to move away from. And Lynn shares as well that she has also had to move away from almost naturally just because staying up till all hours of the night is just not good for your energy. And we're going to talk about energy and energy flow later as well. But on a deeper level, what I'm also seeing here with the women entrepreneurs that I I talk to is that, you know, when we've got this proof of concept as a business, we feel a bit of a weight that that proof of concept needs to be a proof of worth as well of our own worthiness and I just want to flag this because it's just something that that's occurred to me of like how much I put of myself into my business and that when I put a product into the world I equate it with me and my worthiness and that's not true that product is a product it's a pdf it's a audio course it's a podcast whatever it is it's not although i've put in a lot of me a lot of my personal experience a lot of my expertise that is not proof of my worth so what we want to do is we want to be able in our businesses to have a proof of concept to prove the concept of an offer that we're putting out into the world separate to our proof of worth. <laughs> we are worthy. We are enough. We are absolutely amazing human beings. You are an amazing human being. That is it. That is just like we need to understand that. However, we need to prove that our business concepts are going to work. And so it comes back to my favorite point. Minimum viable product or minimum viable offer is how to put together in the simplest, most minimum possible way, but still viable. So we're not just looking at something that's uh, like a throw it together hack job here. We are looking for the simplest, minimum viable way to get the transformation that we are selling to our audience. So it might not have all the bells and whistles. It kind of shouldn't have all the bells and whistles. And that will prove the concept of what we're doing. So let me just use Lynn's blogging business as an example. It could have been to write a few blog posts with affiliate links in those blog posts and then run that as a a promotion, promote those blog posts on her social media, all the channels that she did have, because we're keeping it simple. You know, she'd already established some kind of a business, some kind of a following and that kind of thing. But promote those blog posts as blog posts uh, with those affiliate links and then see, all right, how much money am I getting in with these affiliate links? Is there some money coming in? And then you go, yes, this concept seems to work. And then you can add on, more blog posts. I think in in my case as well, let's think of my case now, I'm starting to see like in my sales page sprint course, for example, is that I'm teaching people two different things in that course. I'm teaching you how to write up your sales page and do the copywriting and the marketing and sales kind of writing. And I'm teaching you how to put it together in card. And so, I'll share with you, my wonderful podcast listeners, is that I'm thinking of actually splitting those two up and having it so that I'm only teaching you about how to copyright a sales page. And then, separate to that, is how to put it all together in the tool called Card. So, if you do want the whole bundle, you probably need to get in now on Sales Page Superhero. But I'm finding that the product in itself is too big and I even started it I tried to do it as a minimum viable product but I've seen now I can simplify further I can get even more minimum if that's a word I can just um, simplify it and bring it down to a pain point that I'm seeing people having which is to actually write up your sales page to sell an offer to sell a service to sell a digital product and people need help to actually sell their genius and their amazing products. And they might not need the card side of things equally so some people need a beautiful sales page tool and they don't want to pay for lead pages and they don't want it mixed up on their website and just complicating things with other navigations and sidebars and everything else distracting from the main offer. And so Card is a really great option, but they've kind of got it all written out, they know how to sell it, and they just want a piece of tech tool. So that would solve their problem. So that's just an example from my business of where I'm going, hmm, how can I simplify and make this a minimum viable product without all these fancy bells and whistles and sort of superfluous stuff that the client actually doesn't need but like I think I I thought you needed but I'm realizing now the client doesn't necessarily need that whole that whole pack so there's some examples of minimum viable products of getting that product out into the world that people can buy it keeping it really simple and as I say on the deeper level that when you're putting that minimum viable product in the world, you doing it as a proof of concept to see are people going to pay for it, are people going to buy it but that is not a proof of you as a person and your worth as a person. I think it's important for us as mompreneurs just to separate those two things out. So takeaway number three that I'd like to talk about now is your energy and your flow of energy. I think as the seasons are changing now into autumn, I'm looking at the uh, the trees, the oak trees outside of my house, and they are just dropping their leaves like crazy. And it's so beautiful to see. And I think it's always autumn for me is the season I'm more aware of the seasons changing. And life is seasonal. Your week is even seasonal, like the way you are managing your week is seasonal, there's a flow of energy, you're not, if you think of natural seasons, you're not harvesting all year round, you know, in a a farm, you, there's a season for harvest, there's a season for planting, there's a season when it's winter, and it's cold, and you just got to survive, and you've got to uh, rest, and you've got to prepare, so, managing your energy flow, I like to think of it in terms of of seasons and seasonality. And Lynn shares how she had to pay attention to her energy and that she had woken up on the morning of our interview feeling so drained and so tired. And I was so surprised to hear that because she had shown up with such energy and she was just so bubbly and enthusiastic about the interview, But she said that instead of starting with some work that morning before we did the interview, she went and climbed back into bed. And after she dropped her kids at school, she just went and climbed back into bed and and rested and just recharged herself so that she knew that she had the energy for the podcast interview, which I was so grateful for. (laughs) Um, And I think has mompreneurs oh I find it when I've got work time I'm like yay golden time it's work time I have to max it out and often I'm feeling really tired and so I push through and I think I'm doing myself a disservice at that point and it's maybe also some time when I could maybe even read even if it's a business book read the business book but no Ideally, I'd rather go and read a fictional book, something that's going to recharge me, something that's going to actually bring back some energy. So, pay attention to your energy, like, and I'm talking, you know, on every level and chunk of time. So, day to day, um, and hour to hour, within the week, within the month, within the year. There are going to be seasons and times when you are going to feel super energetic, super action-taking, and yeah, seize those moments, like, do the thing, and understand that you are not going to be functioning on that high level all the time, it's, like, it's just, it's unhealthy, and that's not the way our bodies work, that's not the way the world works, so Factor in those times for downtime, for rest, for recharging, for walking away from business and giving yourself just that time to re-energize and your brain, that space to come up with those good ideas. This has come up before as well of, of hobbies and doing things just for you. That was in Wendy's episode in episode two in the reflection in episode three. So I think that's really important to be aware of how you're feeling energetically, what you can do to maybe lift your energy and pick up your energy. For some of us, it's it's like the extroverts around there. It would be to ask for a Zoom call for a biz buddy or uh, pick up the phone and, and phone a friend. For the more introverted amongst us, I definitely tend towards more introverts and for me as an introvert, I'll go and just even just go and lie on my bed for for a moment, maybe do a meditation and just step away and and have some alone quiet time and I'll say to my boys, like, guys, I just need some quiet time right now. And usually that's when they're listening to the audiobooks and like I'll just need some time and I might even go and listen to an audiobook or, or read my book. Or even just lie on my bed and have a little power nap. So there we go. Pay attention to that flow of energy. Because if it just that, I, I like the word flow. Because if that energy is just rushing, rushing, rushing through like a river, that's, it's going to break its banks. It's going to be destructive. And you want, you of course want that river flow and you don't want it to go dry. But you also wanted flowing at this steady pace. This beautiful steady pace. Um, not that it's like f- like uh, what it never rains, but it pours, you know, like it's like either flooding or it's drought. We want that steady, constant flow of energy, and that takes awareness and it takes management. So that was takeaway number three, and then takeaway number four was also you know, coming from that point of managing your energy flow is in terms of productivity. So Lynn talks about how she'll write herself a to-do list for the day of all the things she wants to get done during that day. And she'll then start kind of ticking things off the list. And she does, she shares of how structured she is during her work week and then how she lets go of all the structure on the weekend, which I thought was also a really cool but she's got a to-do list of the things that she wants to accomplish during that day and she ticks off things and she said what she used to do is she would get to the bottom of the list and she has actually ticked all of the things off and so she would add more things onto the list anyone else putting up their hand there Um, I I actually can't remember the last time I actually got to the end of my to-do list for a day because I just added too many things in the first place um but Lynn used to add more things on to that list when she'd done everything on the list and she's now stopped that. She said, no, once I've done all the things that I've got on my list and I've still got half an hour or an hour maybe before I have to fetch the kids from school, it's at that point that Lynn will have a midday bubble bath. That's her favorite thing, but she'll go and do something that's just for her. Something that is a little bit indulgent, something that's self-care and that's nurturing to her soul, her mind, her body. And she shared that her favorite thing to do was to have a midday bubble bath, which I also think is is so wonderful because it's like, yeah, like who who has a midday bubble bath? It's something so out of the ordinary, something such a treat. So rather than adding on to that list, what is something that you can do to treat yourself and to just tell your body and your mind that you were so worth it like and reward yourself to go I've finished all those things that I wanted to get done today and now I'm rewarding myself so reward yourself with some with a treat and if it's a midday bubble bath for you go for it but I think what I'm one of the the new rules of business that I'm going to be writing about in my book is this idea of priorities over productivity? And I think we have this desire to be productive. I certainly have it. I want to be productive. I want to get work done. And then what the work that I have got done, I always feel that it's not enough. And I yeah, I want to be productive. I want to be like in that time as well that I've got for work. I want to be working, working, working and just like churning out so much stuff. How much stuff it is, I don't know. And it's stuff. (laughs) And I've had to shift. That's a mindset shift that I've had of going, let's think about what I'm doing in the work time that I've got. And let's think priorities first. And it's a mantra that I've said to myself now that I've adopted for myself is I have time for all of my priorities. I don't have time for all the things. I don't have time to do it all and do everything. But I have time for all of my priorities. And on the Simply Biz Besties podcast, which I did with Francesca, we had a whole episode dedicated to this. So I'll I'll link to that episode. It comes down to time management and being really clear on your priorities. And Getting those priorities done rather than just getting a whole lot of stuff done, and you just keep going and going and going, and you never feel like you've done everything, and you always feel this sense of scarcity and like, oh, I've never done enough. But if you clear on your priorities, and I think also there's this vision and purpose that comes from that. And so you can be more productive, but it's also not just productivity for productivity's sake. I think that's the important point to note here. It's not just getting a whole list of things done and then getting more done and more done and more done. It's getting the stuff done that's important. That's your priority. Okay. And if you know, if there's if there's if you're not getting everything done, again, talking to myself here then you got to look, do you have too many priorities? Technically, the word priority is only a singular word. Like the original, I think it's Latin word, is a singular thing. So your priority can only have one priority. So you actually can't have many priorities anyway. So obviously now in modern days, we can, you know, up that a little bit. We can have a few more than one priorities. But I think you've got to be very protective over what are your priorities. You cannot have like 10 or 20 priorities. So keep those priorities very exclusive. Finally, my my last takeaway that I'd like to highlight is something that Lynn said. She says, you are capable of great things. We are moms. We multitask. We nurture. We do so much. We are capable of so much. And if you want to do something for yourself, go for it. Absolutely go for it. That's the end of the quote. She just said that with such passion because she's encouraging all of you mompreneurs out there who are thinking of starting a business and even those of you who have already started your business, you're rocking it, you're like going through it, you're doing the thing. But you know, there are going to be those days where you're, you're feeling tired, where you're feeling like Ah, oh, should I be doing this? Is this even worth it? And you are doing this for your, your fulfillment. You are doing this to be a great example to your kids. And you can do this. You can build a profitable business doing work that you love in a very flexible way. It doesn't have to be according to the old corporate rules that so many of us grew up with. Even the rules of like, you know, startup entrepreneurship where you are having to, again, pour in your heart and soul for like 16-hour days to get your product out there. No, we are doing things differently as playful mompreneurs. We are starting businesses that are going to support our lifestyle that we desire, a lifestyle that is flexible, where we can be mom and enjoy being mom and just be enriched by our kids and enjoy our kids, enjoy our family life, enjoy the lifestyle that we can have because of this flexible business. So it's going to take belief in yourself, but I am encouraging you to do it. I'm encouraging you also with this community of mompreneurs that are out there. It's been one of the most amazing things that I've discovered in being a solo entrepreneur and being a female entrepreneur is that there's so many people rooting for you. There's so many other people who are doing it as well. It is going to take work but And it will definitely take time. But I think if you can be clear on those priorities, I think if you can be clear on what you want out of that business, it's going to be so fulfilling and go for it in that minimum viable product way. It's like putting guardrails on the side of a road. You are putting a boundary on what it is exactly that you want out of business that is your definition of success. So get clear on that and then go for it back yourself. You can absolutely do it. So it's encouragement from me and encouragement from Lynn to to get started with that, that simple minimum viable product, that minimum viable offer. I hope you've enjoyed these reflections. I hope they have encouraged you. I hope they've caused you to think and to pause and to think about your energy to maybe give yourself that little break, that little midday bubble bath, because I think your business will thank you for it. So, if you have had any aha moments from this episode, please will you post about it on social media, on Instagram? Why don't you take a screenshot of your podcast player, of you listening to this episode, and go and put it on your Instagram stories? I'd love that. You can tag me at Shelly Smith Creative. And also just a reminder to go and join the Playful Mompreneur Club. So that will just put you on my email list so I can let you know when there's another episode coming out. You can go do that at PlayfulMompreneur.com. That is also where you'll be able to find the show notes for this episode. Specifically, you can go to playfulmompreneur slash hash EP10. All right, everyone, it's time for us all to go off and be Playful Mompreneurs. That's the end of our Mompreneur playdate today, but come again soon. Subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. But the best way to make sure that you don't miss an episode and to get free bonus content is to get onto the Playful Mompreneur email list at PlayfulMompreneur.com. That's also where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. So head to PlayfulMompreneur.com and sign up there. And then playing is even more fun with friends, right? So please share the Playful Mompreneur podcast with all your Mompreneur friends by sending them over to PlayfulMompreneur.com or tell them to search the Playful Mompreneur on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. You can also help me to spread the word by leaving a favorable review on Apple Podcasts. I'd absolutely love that. Thanks so much for tuning in, spreading the word, and most of all, being playfully and wonderfully you. Now it's time to go off and be a playful mompreneur.